I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to an all-new weekly Nerd Alert. We are back. Spooky season is over, sadly. Moment of silence for spooky season. Okay, that's enough. It'll be back next year. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your month-long of spooky season content. We love bringing it to you. We love changing things up and getting in touch with that darker side of ourselves. Uh, but this week, we are springboarding back to something we haven't done in a while. Uh, one of our favorite recurring segments. We are giving you a brand new urbanization because if you listen to last week we couldn't even get through spooky season without bringing up carl urban movie because we we can't help ourselves Uh, but before we get into today's urbanization let me introduce the people who are going to help me make that thing happen uh first of all my right hand man the man who keeps the nerd and the todd nerdy to me network sole author of the electrum selling um um i forgot the name of the rpg rpg module What's it called? The something at whatever. <laughs> Come on, Scott. Uh, the the whispers at Whispering Hill, Pine Meadow. Okay, so whispers. so it's, it's it's called Whispers from Wavering Hills. There you go. And it 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 is it's a it module is, for it is it is a standalone module for Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition, published through Chaosium on Drive Through RPG. There you go, the Electrum selling uh, commander, Scott Cox. Yeah, which means it has sold over 250 copies, and it is now eligible for print on demand, which I'm working on. So, whispers, the whispers of whispering whisper, whispers of Waverly Hill Place thing. Yeah, like what Jay said. Uh The whispers of Waverly (laughs) Whisper will whipper wells. That actual title, one more time, Scott. Whispers from Wavering Hills. There you go. That's what we said. We said that. Anyway. Check it out. Yeah, legit. Check it out. Scott did a great job with it. It's based Uh on our real location. Uh, And if you're into that, you should definitely check out his show, the fastest growing show on the top Nerdy Toomey Network, and probably the most professionally put together show on this network. Not that that bar is very high. Uh, That was uh, that show, of course, being House Rules. But I'm going to stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. Um, Anyway. so, uh, you know, speaking of writing, actually, this segues pretty decently in, into my nerd fact for this week. Speaking of writing, so if if, if you're writing and, and your character or 
whatnot, or you yourself as the the narrator or whatever voice you're 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 talking in, um, wants to ask a question such as, "What was that? What's the title of that module? How do you represent that in writing in written form? How, how do you represent that? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody?" You put it your in character quotes. within the story is asking no, no. a question within their head, or they're asking no, no, it out loud. No, no, no. Any question, okay. regardless of the voice, regardless if it's dialogue, or 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 a narrator, or what, regardless of who is saying it. If 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 a question is being asked, how do you represent that in written form? With a With question, a question mark. mark. Question mark. There you go. But and what if what if what if somebody is exclaiming something? Look at that. You know. Oh, that's easy. All caps, uh, and then exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, well, question mark, well, exclamation actually, mark, so you're, you're jumping ahead, but yes. Oh, okay. So this one is, is exclamation mark. But what happens if you put the two together? If someone's asking a question, you know, as uh and, and exclaiming at the same like, holy cow, what is that? Then it's the the typical you've got well, there's different forms of it, but it's question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark, and it's multiples you know exclamation question exclamation question you know that that type of thing right mm-hmm. that, that's how most people do it or you in ever, proper go ahead you ever wonder Sorry. why there isn't an exclamation mark or a, a, a punctuation mark that represents an exclaimed question why, why isn't there a punctuation mark for this because the writer just needs to use their language to convey in which the tone that the person is saying the question in Actually, there is a punctuation mark for this. Okay. Okay. It's called an interrobang. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're making shit up. I am not. It was invented by Martin K. Spector in 1962 uh, when he was the head of an advertising agency. Um, he believed that advertisements would look better if copywriters conveyed surprised rhetorical questions using a single punctuation mark. So he proposed the concept of said mark uh, in the magazine Type Talks, once again in 1962. Uh, He solicited possible names for the new characters from readers. Contenders uh, included Exclamaquest, a Quizding, a Ret, an Exclarative, but he settled on Interobang. He chose the name to reference the punctuation marks that inspired it. uh, in in interrogatio is Latin for rhetorical question uh, or cross examination, and bang is printer slang for the exclamation mark. So it's a combination of printer slang plus Latin gives us the intro bang. Uh, uh, so hold on, so hold stupid. on, <laughs> hold on. I'm I'm tapping into my inner Danny right now. So. <laughs> Some freaking nerd in 1962 decided to make up their own exclamation mark question mark combination thing, yep. and he called it an intergroup bang or whatever. <laughs> an intro and, bang, yes. Yeah, whatever. And we're supposed to be shocked that didn't catch on, uh, or, or an or an intero bang. I guess you could. It would probably be intero bang because it's it's a combination of interrogate, you know, and, and yeah, so, interrogate and bang. I've seen that porn anyway. Yeah, an intero an intero bang. So. so. So Scott, to, to help you out, I googled it. Uh huh. And the pronunciation on Google is Interabang. Interabang. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, not Interobang. It's Interobang. Uh, my Interobang. Inter- well, yeah, whatever. In... Uh, I'm, I'm still going with Interobang. Interobang. Wait. Um, but anyway, of course, most that movie too. <laughs> most, most most fonts, of course, do not include uh, the Interobang. Um, but it is not completely gone. Uh, the Lucia uh, Lucidia Grande font. Um, uh, on uh, which is actually the the default font for many uh, of the uh, the elements on old uh, Apple's OS operating systems uh, included it. Uh, Microsoft provides several versions uh, in the Wingdings two character set. Um, uh, yeah, it's accepted in Unicode, of course. So it's still there, and it technically still is uh, a a punctuation mark. However, I, I think because it's not actually on the keyboard. It's just easier when typing to go ahead and do the the alternating two signs still when typing than it is to go and try and find that that actual punctuation mark. But from now on, in my further writings, the published version will use this exclamation mark. It it looks like what Pinterest should be using as their like oh, symbol. Yeah. Pinterest. Yeah, it looks like some kind of weird logo. Well, it, it's 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 a question mark, okay? Yes. With, with the exclamation mark overlaid it's right through the middle of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they share the same dot, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's cool. I like the fact that a man's just like, you know what? We need this in the world. So we need to jump on and get Scott a T-shirt that just has an Intero bang on the front of it. I would love a T-shirt with just an Intero bang on top. <laughs> in the back and say, "Ask me about my Intero bang." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the back would be cool and all, but you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, I want this for for Lexicon next year because Chris, Chris had those "Ask Me" hats. I want Intero bang shirts. Okay. We can make that happen. All right. So enough wasted time on this stupid nerdy shit. Uh, by the way, Scott, mm-hmm. that is, and I'm calling it early, the most Scott Cox thing I have heard all day. <laughs> I like all right. <laughs> Routing out this terrible trio, uh, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen, the Doc. Uh, uh, I was going to hit us with a quote, but Scott's. Scott's nerd fact reminded me of a story one of my college professors told me one time. Was it about an an, interrobang? No, no, but it, okay, so in the Spanish language, it, if you have a question mark, like if it's a question, you put an inverted question mark at the beginning and a normal question mark at the end. Yep. If you're exclaiming something, you put an inverted exclamation point at the beginning and an exclamation point at the end. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Unicode does have an inverted interrobang just for Spanish. Nice. Uh, so why this reminded me of this story is I he uh, he should have been a stand-up comedian. This professor, he was great. Um, but in math, there is something called an imaginary number, so it's defined as the square root of negative one because you can't find the square root of a negative because. The definition of a square root is what number times itself gives you that. So, like, the square root of 25 is 5, because 5 times 5 is 25. So, you can't take the square root of a negative, because there are no two numbers that are both negative that would give you a negative. It just doesn't work. So, they came up with this new thing called an imaginary number. Well, it's not new. It's been around for a while. And um, 
there's also a thing in math called a factorial. So a factorial is when you start with a number, say like five, five factorial is five times four times three times two times one. And the way you denote factorial is with an exclamation point. So it's like five, you know, because it's an exclamation point, but it's five factorial. So it's five times four times three times two times one. So our professor said, you know, I've always thought that I factorial is an interesting thing. So it's I with a factorial. So it's an I with an exclamation point. And he always said, I always thought it was the way that um, they would like in Spanish subtitles. If somebody was shocked or surprised or had like a surprised look on their face, that's all the subtitle would be was like I factorial because it'd just be like, oh. So that just so, I just wanted to share that. So all those shock scenes in Dragon Ball Z are would be represented with I factorial. Yeah, when they're like, oh. <laughs> when they just have that look on their face, like, oh, like yeah. the, the subtitle yeah. would just be I factorial. I factorial. Which in Spanish. Actually, actually <laughs> this brings up an interesting question that I have. So you keep referring to the imaginary number as I, of course, because its symbol is a lowercase I. Yes. Uh, but its symbol is always a lowercase I. Is right. there, is, is in math, is there a, like a, a, a set meaning for an uppercase I? I don't remember. It might be the set of, well, that's a double bar I, I think. Imaginary numbers. So the set, like, sets of numbers can be represented with a, they call it a double bar letter. Okay. So like a double bar R is the real numbers. Double bar Z is integers. Double bar Q is the rational numbers. Okay. Um, and I want to say the double bar I is yeah. imaginary. Now, when you say double bar, you mean like the vertical part of the letter is doubled. Yep. But then just ties into whatever, like a double bar R. It still still has the single like swoop over. Yep. At the tar- okay. Okay. It starts at the starts at the inside bar down. Uh, yeah. Goes over the second bar and then loops like a normal R. Okay. Like when you're writing it by hand, you can type it. There's a way to type it. It looks better typed than written, but written, you know what it is. But actually, now that I think about it, capital I in math is interest. Interest? Like like the accounting interest, like in money? Yeah. Huh. I equals P-E-R, P times E to the R-T, PERT, is um, That's P con- okay. continually, continuously compounded interest. Huh. So. Interesting. So I is for interest. Okay. I think about it. So, yeah, capital I, interest, lowercase i, imaginary numbers. I factorial, shock and awe, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, I factorial. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, I am jiggy with it all the way through. Let me tell you. I think we put John to sleep. John, are you still with us? That's that's fine. We can just have a show about math. I'm I'm good with a show about math. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are we still here? Uh, This has been your week. Oh, wait. Sorry, sorry. It just, you know, I get on my, I get on a tangent, huh? Yeah, I get it. No, tangent. stop, yeah. stop. No, you're done. No, do. stick yeah. with numbers. No. How very, how very acute of you. Oh, oh sorry. All right, John. knock it off. You're all being obtuse. We did. Oh, <laughs> oh look, oh, math fun, huh? We're all funny. Yes, John, you are most definitely right. Ha, ha. <laughs> Uh, is this what happens when I'm not here? You guys just default I'm, to Scott asking you math questions for an hour and a half. Hold on, no. we better 
we better get this we better get this show back on the rom bus huh the rom bus that that is not very complimentary sorry oh oh nice i'm glad you could supplement my joke John is done with us. Just <laughs> <clears throat> wait for you to get it all out. This has been your weekly math joke alert. Wait, sorry. All right. Uh, ah, we're good. It's going to make we're a good. comment about being a denominator, but I'm too tired. So, okay. If you're still with us, thank you. And uh, just so sorry. Again, I just, I can't. They get on that roll and I just can't stop them. <clears throat> so, well, we're actually here to talk about this week, and I'm sure Jay will still find a way to work in math puns, because that's what he does. We're here to give you another installment of our patented, uh, much-beloved fan segment, Urbanization, where we take a movie, franchise, story, whatever, give it a reboot, remake, update, uh, including the world's greatest actor, the spice of the Hollywood system, the man who makes everything nice, Carl Urban, inserted in the cast somewhere. However, unlike previous shows where we agree on all the, you know, what movie and what roles to cast ahead of time and then talk it out, um, some people thought it would be fun to just wing it on air. So we're all going to present you with our story we want to see urbanized, and then we'll pick one and go from there. Jay? Yeah. I. If you can promise to stay on topic, would you like to go first? I will go first. Okay. And and I, I'm sure you guys have great pitches. I'm really hoping that mine gets picked. Okay. Here we go. What I would like us to do an urbanization for is kind of what Disney has already been doing with the Star Wars like genre and make like a series maybe a a 6 to 12 episode series i don't know it doesn't doesn't matter but i want it to be shadows of the empire with carl urban as dash rendar okay scott do you have a pitch for us well i mean it's not like a pitch pitch i just just had you know an an idea of okay. uh, of of what I'd like us to you know talk about uh, for for uh, an urbanization something that I think would benefit from a modern day update mm-hmm. uh, a not a reboot if you will because I hate that term I don't like the term reboot uh, but just a new interpretation of the story uh, with Carl Urban in it um, and and in fact we we talked about it uh, during the pre show a little bit it's one that kind of popped into my head. Um, but I kind of wouldn't mean to see Carl Urban doing the thing. No. What do you mean, no? Just no? nothing against. No, 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 no. I'll pitch and we'll vote. But uh... okay, all right. Uh, so I'm kind of a little more on the lines of uh, where Scott's at. Um, uh, a beloved franchise that has fallen on hard times. 
but I know the studio is going to find a way to keep pumping them out. So I think the best way to go is to start all over again. And kind of like Scott, I'm not going to pitch a reboot. I'm going to pitch a readaptation. Uh, so like think True Grit, where like the 2010 True Grit movie with Jeff Bridges wasn't really a remake of the John Wayne movie. It was a readaptation of the source novel, if that makes sense. So I'm going to pitch um, my Carl Urban led readaptation of the 1990 Michael Crichton classic Jurassic Park. Well, you know where I stand on dinosaurs getting out. Yes, Scott loves dinosaurs and wants to see more of them, so I'm sure I can count on his vote. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The only thing I want to say, Scott, um, you should never try to remake the thing. They did. It didn't work. All right. Well, in that case, my vote is for Jay's. Jay, what was yours again? I don't even remember. Um, It's fair. Mine was uh, Shadows of the Empire with Carl Urban as Dash Rendar. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I I would much rather see, right now, I would much rather see just about any adaptation of Shadows of the Empire. (laughs) Well, I've been pitching that idea every time we talk about Star Wars. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Shadows of the Empire needs to happen. And why they haven't mined that that gold mine of a property yet i don't know because they're just weird but yeah uh between jurassic park and shadows of the empire and it's not just because i absolutely hate everything jurassic park past jurassic park um i'm, I'm still gonna go with uh, with uh, shadows of the empire sorry um and and my my votes for my own well my votes for my own and while john yours is an intriguing idea mm-hmm. i'm i feel like you feel <laughs> about the thing i love i love the first jurassic park yeah it kind of has fallen on hard times yes but the original it, is is great it, it 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 fell on hard times with jurassic park the second one whatever that was called yeah, it fair. fell on hard times with the third one I can defend Lost World Jurassic Park. I cannot defend Jurassic Park Three. You know, Lost World. When I was when I when I watched it when it came out, I was all in it all the all the way up until that truck pulled that trailer back over that fucking cliff. I'm like, what the fuck? No, no. Again, it never pulls it back up. It okay. falls right the fuck down. I don't care that 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 truck dug down and by God it did something that i didn't like and i've never watched it again since that's that's yeah okay i just remember it was with the truck did did you did you forget three because if you think that's bad i do i I do remember three and and i remember like a couple of scenes like the only thing i actually remember from three not to make this a jurassic park episode but the only thing i really remember was well actually two things one when, when grant finds the kid because he, you know, he chases the one dinosaur off with essence of T Rex, and he says, "How did you get it?" And he's like, "You don't want to know." I thought that was funny, um, but but later when he's when he's sitting there with the T Rex, and he says, "Nobody move." His eyes are fixed on movement because it's a callback to the first movie, uh, and everybody runs, and he just has, and it's a cliched joke, 
but what got me for it, what, what 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 landed with me was Sam uh, Neal's like that that like half a second eyes closed sigh that, and then he goes, "That was funny. That was funny to me. I just enjoyed it." I don't remember anything about the rest of the movie. Like that's the only thing I remember about the movie. Well, we're not talking Jurassic Park anymore. So, Jay, who are our main cast besides Dash Render, obviously? Um, so who who are, what cast are we filling in? First of all, are we doing this live action or are we doing animated? It's I would prefer it live action. Oh yeah, live action. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want just Carl Urban's voice. I want Carl Urban. Yeah. Um obviously we need I can never say his name. Uh Prince Caesar. Shizor. Shazam, Prince Shazam. I swear. See, you can't you can't bring this up and then make fun of your own topic. I'm not. I'm just I'm... I the 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 bad guy. Okay. I don't want to butcher his name the whole time. Uh-huh. The bad okay. guy. Uh-huh. Um Don't we need his bot? Yes. What is it? Lebo? Uh, Lebo. L e b o two d nine. Um, it says Han Solo. I don't want Han Solo in it. Why don't you want Han? Why Solo? would there be? Hold on, isn't Han Solo in Carbonite the whole time? Yeah, and the entire yeah. is they're trying to. It, it, it's it's why they're chasing down. Yeah, they're trying to track down Han. Yeah, is why it... the hell would we need Han Solo? We we would need Luke and Leia briefly. Yeah, you need yeah. Luke and Leia. Well, Leia more than Luke. But that would be, I mean, and then you could throw in, you know, random. Doesn't IG eighty eight pop up? Well, let me, let me let me let me back this up. So, so Shadows of the Empire stretched over novels and a video game and some comics. Are we trying to adapt all that, or are we just taking all that, throwing it in a blender, and coming up with like our own version of it? I think we're just going to take all of it, throw it in a blender and come up with our own version. Cause I mostly okay. played the video game where like your goal was to destroy the, the, the evil empire thing. The Skyhawk station. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think that's where you could go with it. Okay. Um, so is IG 88 and or Boba Fett popping up. I would be okay with that. Yes. With both of them. So. So in your adaptation. Yeah. And, and and I know you've already stated this before, but but just just for the record, we're we're we're, we're talking about it in your adaptation. Who is Carl Urban playing? Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. OK, cool. I, I so I, I feel like yeah. Carl Urban is a little old for Dash Rendar. Dash Rendard to me feels like, you know, the the plucky young 20, 20 something, you know, uh, I don't I don't I'm, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Scott, because he's supposed to be a Han Solo stand in. So he's yeah. the grizzled gruff cowboy in outer space. Yeah. And you're telling me Carl current bearded Carl Urban can't pull that off. I'm not saying he can't. I, I'm, I'm not saying he can't. he's Carl. He's okay. Carl. Urban, he can pull off whatever the hell he wants to. I mean, he could pull Thank off you for Leia. using his full legal name. <laughs> yeah, he could pull off Leia if he wanted to. 
<laughs> yeah, he could. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so if if you look at if you look at 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 Han Solo, uh, uh, a la Empire Strikes Back, which is what this this story takes place almost immediately after, um, uh, he's in his like late twenties. He's not grizzled. He's not old. He's not you know. He's not Carl Urban old. Now. Could Carl Urban play Dash Rendar? Yes, he could. But I still feel that the the, the Dash Rendar needs to be like a, a mid to late twenties uh, person. I don't, but I don't know. I'm trying to look at the the cast list because it's been a long time since I've read this book. And and now that you bring this up, I want to read the book again. Dan, yeah. um, I think we need so. Okay, how about this? We need a list of characters. So that's what I was trying to put together. So we've got so we Dash, Dash, Prince Rendar. Shizor. Lebo, Lebo, Luke, uh, Leia, Luke, Leia, IG88, and Boba Fett. Is as far as we got on a list. Uh, there's there's this list. I, on this list, I have Guri, a human replica droid that is Prince Prince Cheezor's chief Jeez. lieutenant. What did I say? You, you keep saying like the the Cheezor or something. Okay, oh. we're gonna say Prince X. I swear. I'm I'm sorry. I don't want to keep for the record, Scott. <laughs> I just did the maths. Uh, Harrison Ford was 38 in Empire Strikes Back. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at uh, Harrison Ford's age. I'm looking at, at at Han Solo's age. It's the same person. Yeah, uh, I disagree. It's older fine, per- but it's the same person. Older part. Old. Yeah, older people can play younger people. There's there's all kinds of of, of things where the, the the character is 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 in, intrinsically supposed to be younger than the actor playing. I, I, I'm just saying when I watch when I watch uh, Han Solo in in um, uh, uh, Empire era, I don't get an almost forty year old person. I don't. I get a late twenties, early early thirties, maybe person character. That's what I get. In canon, Han Solo was thirty two. Yeah, late twenties, early thirties. That's exactly what I just said. Not late 30s, early 40s. That's like almost a decade later. Should, should we tell him how old Carl Urban really is? Okay, how old is Carl Urban? No, I'm asking Jay because it's it's not going to help my argument. Oh, yeah. Carl Urban is like in his late 40s, isn't he? Early He's 50s? 50. Yeah. Uh, I think okay. uh, like yeah, a couple months I'm ago. Not, yeah. I'm not getting a Dash Rendar feel from him. Okay, that aside then. Okay. All right. Set all. Well, I, I I think Jay and I are both fine with it. So yeah, I'm interested. Then Scott, if you don't want, if you don't want Carl Urban to be Dash Rendar, where would you want Carl Urban? Right now, we uh, once again, I don't think we have a full. We haven't finished putting together a full character list, but I would really like to see him as Prince Shizor. Shizor has a big role Mm. in this movie. And even though he's see what 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 are you doing? To, uh, just because yeah. he's not the anti, he's not he's not the protagonist. That that's what he has to be. You know what? Carl Urban could give us a great Prince Shizor. He could be awesome in makeup and aesthetics and everything, and he would make a great fucking villain. All right, there we go. You know who I like better as Prince Scissor? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. No, no, no. I'm I'm over the Tom Hiddleston Loki villain thing. But we haven't gotten real villain Loki in a long time. Yeah, I know, but I'm still over it. I don't Okay. I don't care. All right. 
hold on. Okay. Okay. So for Dark Prince X, um, <laughs> really? There, I okay. Listen, I'm either gonna butcher his name and you're gonna correct me and you're gonna give you're gonna give me huffs the whole time, or and I'm never gonna say it correctly, or we're just gonna we're gonna cut it. And I'm just gonna say Prince X, and that and then you're giving me you're still giving me tood, Scott. I can't win. There's no winning. What do you want from me? I don't know what to do. This I want you guy. To, I want you to put you push your glasses up on your nose and go, well, actually. Prince Prince Shism. Okay. <laughs> this guy with the trail. Okay. How about we hold off on that and we'll come back around on him on who we think they should be because I also have opinions. But we're still trying to come up with or are we set on a character list? I'm fine with the current uh, character list. I mean, we can sit here and name characters that pop up, but our problem's yeah. going to be right now we don't have a... So, like I said, so so Shadows of the Empire is one massive story told from like three or four different perspectives so the video game which is what jay and i are more familiar with it's all from dash's point of view yeah right and that's got a certain set of characters but if you're trying to do the entire story like the novel has a whole bunch of uh, big chunks that are from leia's perspective yes are we dropping that is that a b story no Uh, no well a b story i'm fine with we're not dropping it and i will tell you i'm sorry well i'm just saying i bring that up to say that's going to determine our character list no, yeah. we need. I say the character list we have is fine. I like the idea of this is the main story is from Dash's point of view. I'm thinking like sort of Mandalorian esque. You know what I mean? Where we're following him, but other stuff is going on. Okay. Because like to me that formula works for Disney shows. Um. So anyway, John, I think you and I are in agreement. Dash Rendar has to be Carl Urban. Yep. No, no, I'm going with Shizor. Okay, well, uh, hold on. Three of us, I've, so. I've got a, a, a Shizor for you. I just got to pull his name up. God, this movie has such a huge ring. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, all right, forget Tom Hiddleston. Lee Pace uh, from the Hobbit movies. He was the uh, the Elf King. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Legolas is dead? Yep. <sighs> Think of that scene where he's interrogating the orc and he... He, he decapitates he him and shows his he, scars. Yeah, he wouldn't make a great Shizor. I, I give you that. Because okay. he can carry that grandiose, that eloquent, but then on a dime can turn and just give you that evil, yeah. menacing yeah. Emperor Ming kind of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're, I would give you that. He would make a great Shizor. Right. And, and, and if Go we ahead. had him, if we put him as Shizor, then um, um, I still don't like Carl Urban for, for Dash Rendar, so let's make him Boba Fett. No, Boba Fett is Timurda Morrison. Contractually, it's got to be. Sorry. I, know, I, I know, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, the only other person he could be is is Dash Rendar. I, I mean, I get why you're casting him as Dash Rendar. I get it. I, I still think he's just a little old for Dash Rendar. I mean, if, if we tweaked the character's kind of backstory a little bit, you know, okay, I mean, he would work. He would do a great Dash Rendar, but Okay, so I have two names I'm going to throw out that I would want 
for Prince She's or She's or there you go you got it you did beautifully look look hang on wait I got it nah okay. yeah, I got the right one. all right first name Benedict Cumberbatch no 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 okay nah, he's overdone that's fine second name because I think he would be he's been a badass villain. I think he's always a badass villain. And as far as I know, he's not in any Star Wars movies. As far as I know. Hugo Weaving. I love Hugo Weaving. And and he wouldn't he would not be a bad Shizor, but uh, like the, the other the other guy. What Lee Pace is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know who I, Lee Pace is. Hold I on. like him a little better. Um, not that this will help you much because he's covered under tons of body paint, but he was Ronan, the bad guy from the first Guardians movie. Um, I don't, did you ever watch? Uh, was it Pushing Up Daisies? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. IMDb. I like. I yeah. I I did. I looked at. I googled him. Okay. I could. Okay. You, you you know what kills me with Lee Pace as Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy? Hmm. For some odd reason, every time I watch that movie and I see him, you know, in makeup and stuff, I, I don't know why, but I keep my brain keeps thinking it's um, Brent Spiner. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know it's Lee Pace. I've seen behind the scenes. I've watched behind the scenes of him in makeup chair getting made up. For some odd reason, when he's in full makeup and he's got that hood on, I see Brent Spiner. I don't know why. I think you watch too much Star Trek. That is not yeah. possible, sir. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I'll be on board with Lee Pace then. Okay. I, yeah. I think that's a good matchup. So that's Carl Urban and Lee Pace. That's our hero yeah. and our villain. Yeah. Now, uh, um, sorry. Good. Well, uh, uh-huh. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. So um, I'm going to go back to the whole thing that we discussed earlier about continue, about dropping the, the, the Leia storyline or having it as a B plot. Um, I don't want to drop it. The Leia storyline has to be in there. B-plot's fine. But it has to be in there because it has one of my favorite scenes in the book. It involves Leia and, and Boba Fett. You describe that, so I can quick pull up the name of the actress I'm thinking of real quick. So, uh, in the book, um, Leia is captured by, by Prince Shizor. And uh, she's actually given to Boba Fett as a as a like a, like a prize, you know, for, for bringing him um, uh, solo and stuff. And so Fett, and this is, this is a great Fett moment as well. Um, it, Fett basically takes her to his room that he's been given in, in Prince Shizor's uh, palace, compound, tower, whatever you want to call it, on Coruscant. Uh, and, and forgive me, I may get some of these details a little wrong because it has been, you know, um, probably almost 25 years since I read this novel. Um, but he basically takes her in, right? And he sets her on the bed. And then he walks over and he sits in a chair next to the door. And he's just sitting there in full armor. He doesn't take his helmet off. Okay. And he just sits there. And and Leia has been given to him to do whatever he pleases with her. She is his. You know, she's always like, do whatever. You know, have your way with her if you want to. It's up to you. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. It is my gift to you. 
And he sits her on the bed, then he goes over and sits in the chair. And she's sitting there, and she's looking at him, and he's just staring straight ahead. Um, and eventually, I mean, she's tired because of all this stuff, so eventually she falls asleep. And after a while, she wakes up, and Fett is still sitting on the chair. And she gets up, and she's looking at Fett. Fett is not moving. He is just, he is rock solid against the back of that chair. He's got his gun cradled over his arm. He's just sitting there, not moving, helmet on, you know. And she gets up and she looks at him. She kind of, she kind of waves her hand back and forth in front of him, you know. And she, she gets up and she kind of creeps toward him. And she gets really kind of close to him because she's trying to hear his breathing and stuff. Because she's, she's trying to see if he's asleep so she can make a break for it. And when she gets up there, I'll, literally, he just goes, I'm awake. <laughs> and that's all he says. She's like, shit. <laughs> and then he won't engage. He won't really engage with her at all um, because he he can't refuse the gift from Prince Shizor. But at the same time, he has no intention of doing anything with Leia. That's not who he is. And I, in all honesty, in the old expanded universe, I thought that spoke volumes of, of uh, Boba Fett's character. Yeah, he's a bounty hunter, but you know, he has personal honor and integrity. And, and I just, I love that scene. I've always loved that scene. And, and that scene has to be um, in it, even though, you know, we're going to have to have a de-aged Leia, uh, you know, in that scene. And no, we don't. Yes, we do. Nope. And, yes. And I got you covered. I'm glad you okay. segued nicely into this. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and I wasn't trying to say we should cut the Leia storyline. I was just saying, I didn't know what exactly, what elements, because it's a big story. Uh, so what elements what what elements we wanted to tell would influence the cast listing. So if we're going to include that, which I'm with you, we should, because uh, part of the fun of this is you get to revisit the original trilogy era uh, and play around with that. So definitely Leia, uh, and and Luke is in this as well. Uh, but I don't want him DH'd. I'm 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 done with that. I'm sick of it. Stop it. We all know those actors are older and can't play those roles anymore. We understand the real world has happened. Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. Disney's getting better at it, but Luke still never looks right. Um, just recast the roles. It's okay. So for Leia, uh, Scott, get your IMDb out. Oh, oh, hang on. Give me just one second. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I just got to get back over to the screen. Okay, go ahead. I am suggesting, and this is a bit on the nose, but I don't care. Uh, this actress has already appeared in Star Wars movies in a later era. I don't care. This is too perfect casting. Billy Lord, the daughter of Carrie Fisher, who appears as Lieutenant Connix in the sequel trilogy, should absolutely play her mother in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would be completely fine with, with her playing young Leia. She looks very i won't say exactly like but she looks very similar to her mother especially at that age i don't you would need very little makeup uh just just to to put her in and say this is leia and we're, it's fine we're fine with it it's okay we understand i'm so sick of de-aging people for one scene no uh, I, sorry go ahead yeah. no go ahead you no no you no no, no I've, I've said my bit for a while go ahead Oh no, I I had a I had a counter to John's. Well then counter. Um I looked at it, I, I don't disagree with you. Um Okay, that's but I, think, I really don't okay. disagree with you. They do look very similar. But but uh I also am looking at Millie Bobby Brown. 
She's too young. She's not even 20 yet. Okay, that's fair. I get what you're saying. Yes. I get that. Uh, but I also think she'd do a good job. Well, personally, what I would like, I like Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, I, I do like her, um, even though I'm not a big, big fan of Stranger Things. I've watched yeah, yeah. a couple of the seasons and stuff, but um, uh, and, and I need to watch the uh, the Enola Holmes movies, or at least the movie, because I, I don't think the second one's out yet. Not yet. It's good, though. You'll like it. Um, but you know who I would love to see her play is a character that was, I guess, decanonized. But well, we can recanonize it. Who are we bring back? To, I need them bring, but it's not in this era. It, oh, it's, okay. It's it's in the post Jedi era. It would be uh, Jaina Solo. Oh, okay. I, I would love to see her playing Jaina Solo. I don't know who would play Jason. But... Well, put a pin in that for a future show. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so... and in all honesty, though, uh, as far as Tamora to Tamara Morris, what, what, what's Tamara his Morrison. Name? Yeah. Tamura. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, to 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 Um, because I can't pronounce that name. Uh, uh, I I I want him as voice only. I don't I don't want Fett outside of helmet. Well, yeah, yeah. Fett of this era, we never saw outside of helmet. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, you I can hire. Yeah, hire a stunt guy and just have him come in and do the voiceover. Get get the guy that does the that's the body double for um. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Which one? He has three. Oh, I don't know. Any of them. Any of them are good. <laughs> Depending what Mando show. has to do in that particular scene, there's yes. I think well, there's two. There's two or three stunt guys that fill in for Mando. Yes. Get yep. get whoever that is, and then get that whole get team. Tamura, yep. Yeah. Get Tamara Morrison. Yeah. Just use all three of them. Whatever you need them to do. Just just yep. be like, all right, guys, we're switching you out from the the shiny metal Beskar, like the shiny Beskar, to Boba Fett. And you're Old doing the same OG busted ass Beskar, yeah, yeah. But I agree with Scott. Tamara Morrison voice only. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't think Tamara Morrison would care either. That man's just happy to get a paycheck. Yeah. So, um, but John, I guess I will concede to you. I, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is kind of young, and I guess if we were doing something, if we were doing something New Hope or one, a little bit before, yes. then yeah, yeah. So, so can we all agree? That we're still completely okay with uh, 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 Danny Glover's son as Lando Calrissian. He, he, you know, Lando of this era is a little older than the Solo Lando, but I still think he did a great job. And for the eight thousandth time, Donald Glover, the childish Gambino, has no relation to Danny Glover. <laughs> I, I'm with Scott though. I think uh, Danny Glover's son should be. That's it. Where's the beer? I'm done. Just talk, <laughs> talk fucking math jokes all day. <laughs> Try to educate uh, you, swines. Thank but you, actually, so thank you, I love you, Jay. So, John, I'll, I'll give you, yeah, Billy Lord. But I think all three of us can agree that Luke needs to be Sebastian Stan. I disagree. I think it should be Sebastian Stan. Oh wait. <laughs> wait, what? You know. <laughs> The only problem with casting Sebastian Stan as Luke, as young is Luke, there's no problem at all. 
is the only problem is there's no, no problem. No, the only the only problem with casting Sebastian Stan with with as young Luke is uh, that that leaves you know I mean really the only choice is Sebastian Stan. If we cast Sebastian Stan, then we can't <laughs> cast Sebastian Stan. So, but can we get Sebastian Stan? If he's available, we should get him. We should. We should. But he's probably not available. Listen, I'm going to throw something out there. Maybe this okay. is going to sound crazy. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. Okay? But the person that should play Luke, I think, should be Sebastian Stan. Bucky? So, yeah. That'll never work. I think. I think. It's crazy. I know. Uh, <sighs> Sebastian Look, Stan or Chris Pratt. Whoever's available. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> actually, actually, Chris Pratt? Would be a, a better pick, in my opinion, for Dash Rendar than Carl. Oh, I would see. I would love I, to see Chris I, Pratt. Hang on, Chris Pratt as as Dash Rendar and Carl Carl Urban as Shizor. That I would watch in a heartbeat. I don't want to agree and concede to Scott that Carl Urban shouldn't be, but Chris Pratt would be a better Dash Rendar. I. But we're sticking to it. Stick Carl Urban. Okay. He's, Moving on. He's he's too. That's too Star Lordy for me. I can't. Well, anyway. Because Dash Rendar yeah. is Star Lord. They're the same damn character. I, Carl Urban is is Dash Rendar. Okay, so we got Carl Urban Dash Rendar. We got <laughs> Lee Pace Prince Zizor. We got Zizor. Sebastian Stan is Luke. Which who would have thunk that that was a great pick, Jay? Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah. no one would have called that. This is going to go viral. Let me tell you. <laughs> Billy Lord as Leia, Tamira Morrison as voice of Boba Fett with the entire Mandalorian stunt team <laughs> to physically portray it. So we still need to cast our bots. We need Lebo and IG-88. Um, Has IG-88 been voiced by anybody in the past? Not that uh, I'm aware. IG-whatever IG was, um, what's his name? IG-whatever was, what's his name? You sound IG like my 11. wife now, Jay. IG-11. IG-11. From... Yeah, I I wouldn't mind to get the 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 body actor for IG Eleven because I thought he portrayed an IG unit very well. That very stiff, you know, three sixty stop, and you know, like I can see that. Okay, but I was talking voice actor. Yeah, who did the voice of IG Eleven? Wasn't it um, Taika? What is his name? Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, I was so yeah. we were saying all IGs had the same voice. Yeah, At this to point, me, that would make sense. Air. Well, it okay. would make sense, but also IG eighty eight is kind of like a cut above the rest, you know. Like, like he he's he's not. I, was IG eighty eight ever ever voiced on uh, Clone Wars? That's what I was asking. I don't. I, I know he's popped up here and there, but I don't know if we've ever gotten a voice from him. And if we did, it was like super modulated. I don't think there's ever been just like a straight. So I'm fine. I'm fine with Taika Waititi. Yeah, he can come I mean, in and do a fine. darker edge to the character. Yeah. I thought he did a good job as IG eleven. I I kind of like the idea that all IG units have the same voice, but well, but I guess not all protocol droids had the same voice. I don't know. Well, but it, they're it, droids. You swap out a voice modulator at time. Yeah. Well, but in order to portray IG eighty eight, he's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to bring eight times the the the, the sinisterness. Yeah, because he was only he's gonna have to crank it to. He crank can't crank it to eleven. He's got to crank it to eighty-eight. Crank it now. Just crank it to eight. See, see, eleven times eight is eighty-eight. See, I'm trying to make a math joke. Okay. Anyway, Damn so it. our final cast member we haven't got to is yet another robot who needs a voice. Lebo, guys, 
I have a suggestion. Okay. Okay. It might be a bit on the nose. It might be a bit biased. But when it comes to Disney projects, this man is a good luck charm. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. No, 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 no. John Ratzenberger. Is it because Alan Tudyk isn't available? No, no, no. I mean, Alan Tudyk did a great job as uh, the, the other droid. K2. That I, K, K2, K2SO. Uh, and I loved it. And it was great. And, and I love Alan Tudyk. But, and hear me out here, I was actually thinking Martin Freeman. Okay. I mean, I think he could do a good Lebo. I don't see. Here's a problem. <sighs> Lebo has never actually been correct me for Andre. He's never been voiced because even in the game, it was just dialogue boxes. Yeah. So we have no idea what Lebo is supposed to sound like. So we can kind of do whatever with that. So yeah, if you you want you want uh, Bilbo Bot, we're good. I mean, you know, I, I I mean, I'd be fine with any of the the cliched ones. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch. I can see him voicing Lebo. Benedict Cumberbot. <laughs> oh, God. No, I like Bilbo Bot. Um, it just depends on what what flavor we think he is. is he nope, dead? nope. It has to be Martin Freeman. Because he, he's one step closer to the Disney trifecta. He's already in Marvel. We got to get him in Star Wars. And then he has to be a princess somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm good with Martin Freeman. I guess. Jay, did you have some suggestions? You don't seem to fit. Alan Tudyk. Were they all Alan Tudyk? Was Alan Tudyk <laughs> not available? He's not available. Oh, all right. He's not available well, because he's doing the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention that that week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you'd cancel on us for this, uh, Scott. So <laughs> nope. Nope. How it usually goes if you're an actor. Nope. nope. Lexington Comic and Toy Convention is his jam. Sir, I don't think a single actor has ever picked a convention over an actual gig. I don't. Uh, well, Alan Tudyk is. Yes. Okay. He, he's, he's not available to take the call for Shadows of the Empire because he has agreed to do Lexington Comic and Toy Convention that weekend. I was. My only thing I was wondering was like, would you want to do Lebo like? Uh, oh, I can't think of her name from Solo, and do a female voice. We could. Lebo to me sounds like a male name. Lebo. Which is fine. I was just, I'm just yeah. throwing that out. There. <clears throat> um, I don't even know who I would pick, though, to be honest with you. Well, then we're going to move right along because now we finally have a cast in place so we okay. can get to the story. Right. Oh. Jay, I'm assuming we're opening at the Battle of Hoth. Yes, I think. I think what you got to do, I think what you got to do in episode one, because this is hot. Yeah, this is what happened. This is what happened in the Mandalorian, sort of, was you open with an action sequence. And I think with as familiar as fans would be with Star Wars, like this era, and how many of the fans out there would have played the video game. And they like they already know the title of the show is Shadows of the Empire. You just throw them into a firefight on Hoth. Like that's that Hoth? is the opening. Why, yeah, wouldn't you open it, why wouldn't you open it Cloud City? 
why it's, would we open a cloud city? We're, that, remember, we're we're centering this on Dash yeah. Rendar's point of view. Yeah, so but, I like starting on Hoth so we can well, again but, it's something everyone's familiar with. It's a big yeah, visual call yeah. they know, but we'd back to the future to it. You see I, Hoth, I, I, but we're not rehashing Hoth, you're seeing Hoth from somebody else's perspective. I, I get it, but but also uh, you know, the Cloud City, that's where that's where Han Solo gets captured by Boba Fett. And the Falcon is is um, chased by Tie Fighters, so you can most you can literally open with reminding people of, hey, you know, uh, Han Solo is with Boba Fett. We're trying to get to Han Solo. We've rescued Luke, you know, and now we're trying to get away from Cloud City, and we've got to fight our way past, you know, um, the damn Executor. I'm not calling it the Executor. I hate that name. I'm calling it the Executor. Fuck you all. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, 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 Vader's, you know, personal squadrons and shit, like literally uh, that's, that's your fight against the empire. And right. also we remind people that this entire damn story is about finding Han. But like, that's, that's not the story of the video game. I don't give two shits about the fucking video game. All right. It's a damn novel. Or the fucking right. video game. Which I haven't read the novel. Well, then you need to read the damn novel. Okay. So, John, we open in a firefight on Hoth. All right. Well, I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> Everybody calm down. We're talking about fucking Star Wars. It's okay. <laughs> and the reason I threw out Hoth is, again, that's where the game starts. Uh, so I figured that's where Jason was going to start with. But, Jay, what, what does... After Hoth, when you have your fight with the ATST and you fly off, what is the next story point for Dash? When does he actually link up with the Rebellion at all again? That would be that. See, like I honestly where, can't remember. That's why I'm asking. Right, but then that's where you could go to Cloud City if Scott wants to go to Cloud City. No, no, don't care. Scott. No, 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 Scott. no. Scott. We're, we're just adapting the video game here. No, Scott. No. No, Scott. No, Scott. Scott. Rufus? Scott? Hang on, Steve Perry, Rufus? <laughs> okay, so Jay. <laughs> At some point, Leia contacts Dash to send him on a mission, right? Uh, Is that not the next? Okay. It's been a long time. Here we go. Uh, And see, this is the the problem I knew we were going to run into is, again, Shadows of the Empire is a big story, but it's told in different mediums, and each medium was given its own perspective. So we're trying to mash multiple perspectives, which you can do. We can have Dash is, 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 you know, plot one and Leia is plot two or vice versa. Whatever is more interesting that episode, that's fine. TV, you always want multiple storylines to cut to, especially if they're eventually going to tie together, which they are. That's fine. So I'm starting out with, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the timeline of events of what happens in, in uh, um, Shadow. Maybe as, as skewing all that, maybe it's better to start with opening on 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 Prince uh, Shizor and seeing what well, he was doing. 
Well, so and then cut the to. Well, so so herein lies the thing. So the opening yeah. to the novel, mm-hmm. the novel opens with Shizor. Okay. Because he he he's he's actually having a a, a hollow vid conversation with Palpatine, and it literally okay. starts, and I'm quoting here. He looks like a walking corpse, Shizor thought, like a mummified body dead a thousand years. Amazing he is still alive, much less the most powerful man in the galaxy. He isn't even that old. It is more as if something is slowly eating him. Shizor stood four meters away from the Emperor, watching as the man who had long ago been Senator Palpatine moved to stand in the Holocam field. He imagined he could smell the decay in the Emperor's worn body. I mean, literally, that just... That's just a, a perfect opening. Literally with Shizor having a, a conversation with the Emperor and, 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 and everything. Okay. And yeah. Time out. Time out. So first of all, we need to go back. We need to add Ian McDermott to our cast list. We do, because the Emperor... Is... We, we forgot the Emperor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to put VoiceBot 5000, because at some point Vader will pop up. Uh, so the voice bot program that has taken over the role of Vader will make an appearance in this. Vader is in there, yes. Uh, now, I'm with you. Yes, we def- I definitely want that scene of, of Shizor talking to the Emperor that links your villains and, and sets up, you know, even though the Emperor is in this, he is, again, we're not. he's not the main character. It, the, the main villain is Shizor, but it links the two together. That's great. I still think we open on a big action thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Hoth, but does it... When when the emperor and him are talking, do they reference any of the events? Does it give us any kind of timeline? Uh, of when okay. when the, when does this story actually fucking start? I know it's after it, it's between Empire and Jedi. Fine, but where exactly in that time span does this story actually kick off? Maybe that's I think that's the issue we're having. Because uh, going back to Hoth, while while it might be cool and visually awesome, yeah, that does take us back to the beginning of empire and most of the story takes place post events of empire so okay yeah all right can i think I, our timeline is the issue here can i can I interject real quick yes okay so yes okay open with with shizor and the emperor having their hollow conversation blah 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 blah, blah. right then as a character introduction we go to hoth to meet Dash Rendar. That could just be his character introduction. Because looking at this, so in the video game it says, so part one, Dash Rendar on the Battle of Hoth. Right. Um, And then, sorry. And then confronts the bounty hunter IG-88 who leads him to Boba Fett. Then he saves Luke's life in the swoop bikers and Moss Eisley, blah, blah, blah. And then Dash, Luke, and Lando travel to Coruscant to rescue rescue Princess Leia. You know, the swoop bike scene on Tatooine might be a really cool place to start to introduce Dash. Well. Because we can set up Luke and, oh, here we go, it's Luke. And then someone comes in to save Luke. And there's your big hero moment. That could be cool. So here's here's the thing. Yes. So when Shizor is four meters away from the Emperor, watching as the man who had long ago been Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, or Senator Palpatine, moved to stand in the hollow cam field. He imagined he would smell decay in the Emperor's warm body. 
So Shizor in this scene is not talking to the Emperor via hollow, hollow, uh, the hollow net. Okay. He's in the room with the Emperor, who is okay. standing on the hollow field, who is getting ready to talk to Vader during the, the hollow camp. So the hollow camp between Emperor and Vader, when, when they discuss, we have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. He says, I've, just, I've sensed a disturbance in the Force from Empire. Yes. Shizor is in the room with the Emperor. When that conversation is taking place, that's where the book opens. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, that's where the book opens. Oh, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's like in the middle of Act Two of Empire. Okay. Um. So we can start on Hoth and then jump to that. Hoth to give you your big action scene, set you back in the mindset of the original trilogy, but show it from Dash's Dash's perspective to set him as our new hero then jump ahead to the, the conversation other side of that yeah. conversation like and she's his perspective and in introducing him yes so like big big set set piece action scene on hoth to introduce dash rendar as the hero cut to prince Shizor in the room with the emperor and like we get the point of view from him watching this conversation with Darth Vader from the other side, and then jump to. So at that point, it's it's Vader and the Emperor discussing, and Shizor's on the sidelines to overhear talk of Luke Skywalker. Yes. So yeah. we could then cut to Luke on Tatooine with the Swoop Bite Gang. And maybe we can hint that Shizor hired him to take out this threat so you can link the two together. So the scene is Shizor re- seeing or overhearing that there's this new threat and the Emperor wants him either taken out or or turned. And he knows he can't turn him, but he could maybe take him out. And that sets up some of that. So you have a thread to follow. Uh, and, and then we link... Because that's where Luke and Leia and Dash and Lando and all our main characters after the big swoop bike thing hook up, have our, their conversation about what needs to be done, and then scatter off on their separate ways. I don't know what the time jump between those two events is, but... You never know what the time jumps are. Yeah, I'm just trying to think Star logistically how, how it would flow. Because Shizor's whole angle is he's trying to supplant Vader to gain favor for the Emperor? I'm asking. Yeah, uh, he hates okay. Vader. Yeah, yeah, he hates okay. Vader. He, his whole thing is he's, he's trying to get in with the Emperor. Right. But, but he doesn't. And, and the flaw with with Shizor is Shizor keeps keeps looking at it as purely a business and a power move. Because he doesn't fully understand the bond of the Sith. Because he's not a Force user. And he doesn't understand he could never be what Vader is. Right. Because he's not a Sith. And, 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 and that is ultimately one of, one of his major fatal flaws in his character. One of his, his hubris, if you will. Okay. Sorry, I'm reading the book now. I know you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, oh, 
open hoth prince shizor emperor mm -hmm. then swoop bikes yep and all of our main save, characters come together save luke and then maybe that's the end of episode one is like all the sure. main characters coming together I wasn't even going episode by episode. I was just trying to break oh. the, the the basic uh, oh, yeah, yeah, blueprint for the story. I get you're saying. Okay, you can so then, you can expand and chop it up later, but yeah. So then, swoop bike leads to them going. I do want to pause for a sec because the reason Luke was going back to Tatooine was to go back to Ben's hut, right? Yeah, he's building. It's a, a race to get to Beggars Canyon, right? Or through Beggars Canyon. Sorry, what? Because he's building a new lightsaber. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to get to. Uh, we can finally answer the untold question of where the hell did Luke get the green crystal from? Yes. Maybe maybe it is Qui-Gon's crystal. Well, right. So, and, and herein lies the thing. So in, in the old expanded universe, which, mm -hmm. is, which is what Shadows of the Empire comes from, mm -hmm. which was written prior to a lot of the lore around the crystals was was brought in but, and then uh, rewritten by disney well eh, disney tweaked it but yeah um because you've got the the whole uh what's what's the what's the planet that ultimately becomes uh star killer base uh ilum yes yeah ilum and the whole you know going to the places and and and, and the crystals calling to you and stuff in the old expanded universe, that that's that is actually answered. I can't remember if it's answered in this book because once again, it's been a long time since I've read this book. But I'm rereading it now because you know what? Fuck you all. Um, um, Luke found instructions in in Ben's hut on how to artificially create a kyber crystal. And he basically grew it himself, chemistry-wise. Right. So we're throwing that out because that's dumb. Um, but there is in yeah. in in new new EU um, the the official timeline. Um, Luke has spent the years between movies collecting Jedi artifacts, and he does end up with um, Kenobi's journal uh, to try to train himself between films. Um, so he has continued some of that. So the the whole instructions thing. So he might know of of Ilum, and we don't know really what's going on with Ilum in this time period. But there are other planets that have kyber crystals. Yes. Uh, but there's always that that fan theory that, and it's kind of a stretch that Obi Wan would have had Qui Gon's lightsaber on him when he went to Tatooine, and that that's somehow still in his hut. So I think that's a bit of a stretch at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I personally I don't like the idea of well, I let me back up. I don't mind the idea of of uh, Obi-Wan still having Qui-Gon's saber. I don't mind it. I don't entirely like it cuz I feel like once he got done with it on um Naboo, uh, Naboo he would have turned it in and it probably would have gone into the archive or whatever. Um Yeah, he but even if he did, even if he did, I I don't see Luke taking that crystal out of Qui Gon's saber just to build a whole new whole new. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I that and finding a crystal is part of the journey of building the lightsaber. I don't want it to be Qui Gon's, and even if Obi Wan kept it out of out of whatever, uh, um, uh, I can't think of words now, sentimental okay. value. Oh. It definitely did not end up on Tatooine with him. 
uh, even if he kept it during the events of the prequels uh, and and the the Clone Wars, uh, definitely when he when you know when the, when the temple fell, it's gone. Um, so, but what I was getting at is we could write in when he goes back. There's not much left in Ben's hut, but he finds Ben's journal, and that leads him on the quest to. This is where I can. Th- these are places at one point that were known to have Kyber. This is, you know, it sends him on his quest to find his his crystal. Um, maybe not fully answer the question, but at least set us down the path. Well, now, so here's something, and without knowing without knowing a lot more details about the shadows of the empire and the the the, the way the story um, progresses, because once again, it's been twenty five damn years mm. since I read this novel, but. So we know that part of this actually takes place on Coruscant because she's yes. on Coruscant. I think Leia goes to Coruscant at some point. So if if Obi-Wan had Qui-Gon's saber, it would have been left on Coruscant. So what if you wrote in somehow that either whatever happens, somehow Luke gets either through Leia or himself gets a hold of Qui-Gon's saber from Obi-Wan's quarters or from somewhere in the, the, the temple, gets a hold of Qui-Gon's saber on Coruscant. But in, in the ensuing storyline, the saber is damaged or destroyed, and he salvages the crystal from it to make his own saber. I still don't like the... For, first of all, as soon as the Empire took over, the temple was was routed uh the kyber crystals were taken and the sabers were destroyed that's canon so if it was still there it's gone now where's that canon at in star wars the comics for marvel volume whatever i I don't do the comics canon good for you i do uh and i don't like the idea of again taking someone else's crystal and using it to make your own lightsaber i don't like uh because it's lazy and and it, it defeats the purpose of building the lightsaber isn't just having a cool lightsaber. It's a spiritual element to it. It's the your connection to the force element to it. And so just stealing someone's saber isn't the same as or and, taking a crystal and cobbling one together isn't the same. And and there's no way to write that 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 Qui-Gon's crystal calls to another Jedi later on. Sure. There's no way to write that at all. Sure. Yeah. Let, let's just go with it's, cobbles it's, together. It's the the entire element of, of taking someone else's crystal well, that's again, what that's what sith do sith steal crystals and no, bleed them no yeah they bleed them yeah but then ahsoka takes two sith crystals because they called to her and she purified them so there is nothing to say that a crystal who has who who was in the lightsaber of a fallen jedi cannot call to a new jedi there is nothing that says that Sorry, you can write that easily. I can, can I can I chime in? I just wanted to throw out that we could we could have Luke find the journal. We can, and that's fine too. Yeah, it's fine. I got no problem can with I, that. Can I can I chime in? No, no, Jay. We're having a debate about Kyber crystals. Damn it, we are. <sighs> Get oh, on our level. Spirited yeah. debate. Positive debate. <laughs> I'll just stay here then. I'll just stay quiet. Thank you. <laughs> Stay quiet on the on the well, on the property that we voted on. That was mine. It's fine. Stay out of your own pitch, Jay. Jeez, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. 
sure. You guys go ahead. Keep keep going. <laughs> I would love to go back to Coruscant and see what happened to the temple, though. That'd be cool. I just don't like the idea of Luke taking someone else's crystal. May I please interject now, please? What, what, yes, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Sorry. Why not do both? Although, oh, God damn it. <laughs> you knew that was coming. It's actually, it's actually a great idea. Okay. Which part? What I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> what I'm about to say was, past tense, a great idea. Yeah, until I got interrupted. Again, I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? Okay. Hang on, Jay. I got that. I got that quote. All right, all right. Hang on. No. All right. No, yep. you brought it up. I got that quote. Hang on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, where is it here? Uh, Belch. Hello. Last. Where the hell is Mad? Uh, Obi John. Meh. Beh. This is terrible. We're playing the wrong quote in. Just yeah, just replace me. It's fine. You can. Shit, that was the wrong one. Okay, yeah, <laughs> called it. it. It seems accurate though. Uh, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. I have no reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. There yeah, thing. you're welcome. There you go. Okay. Why not do both things? John says. Obi-Wan goes to, or not Obi-Wan, Luke goes to Obi-Wan's hut. Yeah, and he gets his journal, yeah. And gets his journal, right? Okay. Uh, But then why can't they all meet up and uh, go to Coruscant, and then he's got Obi-Wan's journal, but uh, Qui-Gon's lightsaber is calling to him well so so first of all um i i i agree i I agree with you john that him just taking this lightsaber and cobbling together yeah i don't like that i i agree with that um him finding obi-wan's journal and 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 using it to learn the ways of the force and to learn things and in it he learns of a source of kyber crystals a planet whether it's well, it, or not it, it doesn't matter but then he goes on this he goes on this side adventure right to find yes. new crystal that gets him on course not with everybody else i'm fine with that yeah and it, and it doesn't even that, that the journal tells him hey go here but like hey here back in my day here's where you could find it yeah like we could have him going to planets that have been now taken over by the empire and he can't yeah. get the kyber there anymore yeah. like yeah. Ilum. so yeah yeah, yeah. But, right. but, and then Oh, yeah, but what, what, well, but what I was saying was that if if you wanted, if you really wanted to have the green crystal be Qui Gon's crystal, which I'm not saying has to be, because I'm fine with him having another crystal. That doesn't bother me. You could write it that he finds himself on 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 uh, Coruscant, and maybe. If you want to consider the Marvel Comics canon, which is fine, you know, maybe uh, Obi-Wan had Qui-Gon's saber in his personal stuff, in his personal quarters in the temple. And ultimately, you know, it comes to like you like Luke is led to it because the crystal is calling to him because once again, that's never been written one way or the other. You could write it that way. Um that the crystal is calling to him, not 
to say, hey, you know, make me into your new lightsaber. But he gets the lightsaber and through whatever the lightsaber is damaged or destroyed and all that's left is the crystal. And then ultimately at the end of the story, he he uses it to create his new lightsaber. It can be written either way. Just saying. Okay, so like I was saying, <laughs> he could find Obi Wan's journal. He could go ex- go on a side adventure. But again, I don't want to make this too much about Luke, right? This is more about Shadows of the Empire from Dash Rendar's perspective. No, sorry, the whole show is now about Luke finding a lightsaber. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all it's okay. all, all right. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll just sit here and not say anything. <laughs> Now called Shadows of Skywalker. Okay. So they're all on Coruscant for various reasons. All I was saying was, like, I like both of those ideas. You have something in the show where, you know, they're they're dealing with these swoop bikes on in Moss Eisley. He ends up going back to Ben's hut, maybe with Dash Rendar, since he's our main character. Right? And then, or he's like, hey, just wait here. And then he goes and goes to Obi-Wan's hut by himself. Right, he finds the journal, then they end up on Coruscant. But I like the idea that, yeah, maybe all you know, all the lightsabers were destroyed, but the idea of that crystal calling out to Luke, and now Luke has the journal, but he doesn't know that it's actually Qui Gon's crystal. So I was trying to get at. I'm moving on from the crystal and the lightsaber stuff. Hey, uh, I just we'll be here to- all day. You know, I just wanted to throw in my two cents. You guys argued for like 20 minutes about it. I just wanted to throw in my two cents. So there's my two cents. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm more interested in what the hell Dash Rendar is doing. Than what I keep trying to get back to that. You you do? <laughs> I keep saying let's move on and you keep going back to Crystal and the Luke thing. You're the one that interrupted me. Anyway, oh, moving okay, on. So, <laughs> so what if the Crystal is mailed to him by an unknown benefactor? <laughs> How do you mail stuff in Star Wars? Is there like <laughs> FedEx in space? Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it's the same guy right. from Firefly that owns the, the, the post office. Is it the, still the... UPS? It's it's <laughs> Kevin Costner with a guy named Ford Lincoln Mercury. Wow. <laughs> Random deep cut. Funny. That somehow has a catamaran in space. Um because Kevin okay. Costner, sorry. So, yes, they go their own ways because they're trying to find Han, right? They meet up on Coruscant. Is that, and then they're trying to find Han, right? Well, they met up on Tatooine and then they all ended up on Coruscant for various reasons. Okay. But at some point in time, then you need to have Dash interact with IG 88. Whether IG eighty eight is out to get like Luke, maybe that's what could happen on Coruscant. In the game, you run into him on Ord Mantell, but why was he there? Was there a bounty on Dash? I don't know, but like, but no, Han says that in the movie that they ran into the bounty hunter on Ord Mantell. Yeah, but in the game, you fight IG eighty eight at Ord Mantell in the junkyard. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember why. Well, I mean, you could. Maybe there was a bounty on Dash. No, I don't remember. I'm saying it would be an interesting 
I, and it might not be yeah, not they, you canon could, to the video game. It's not canon to the book, probably. But we're making new canon, be, so. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to have um, Prince Shizor hire IG-88 to try to kill Luke. So and after the swoop by gang falls through, he hires IG-88? I can see that. To, yes, to kill Luke. And then that they're all on Coruscant for various reasons. They're not Maybe they're not all together on Coruscant. Right. But they come together on Coruscant. You know what I mean? Like, I got gotcha. you. Like Dash is tracking Dash spots IG eighty eight because Dash is a uh, a smuggler and he would know who IG eighty eight is. And I feel like a lot of people would. Um, and so he follows IG eighty eight, who's actually following Luke. You know, it'd be like a double tail situation. I got gotcha. you. And so that Dash Rendar ends up saving Luke's life again. Okay. Well, what's Leia doing? Well, in 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 the novel, Luke is saved from the swoop bike raiders uh, on Tatooine by Dash. Yeah. Right. So, like yeah. I'm saying, he could Dash could save him on Tatooine, but then he could save him from IG88 on Coruscant, which would get Luke and Dash back together, and then we would find out why Luke was on Coruscant, and then maybe Dash could help him, and then isn't Leia? Uh, captive, like, isn't she being held hostage hostage by Prince Shizor? Well, she, well, Shizor tries to seduce Leia. But how does she, she get there, is what we're saying. Because well, he's, he's trying to, well, um, uh, Leia and Chewbacca um, go to Rhodia, um, and then that investigation leads them to Coruscant. That's where she gets captured on Coruscant, as far as I remember. See, there you go. Then you can that's have been a long damn time. But then you could have that's fine, Scott, and we could do that. Like you know, Leia and Chewbacca are trying to find Han. That takes them to Rodia, home of the probably Rodians. Um, that would be a jump. Yeah, but yeah, let's right. go. With it. <laughs> so, so then they find out information that leads them to Coruscant. So then they're sneaking around Coruscant. Um, because at this time Leia would be known as a known rebel. Yeah, but she's also she's also disguised as Bosch. Yeah, so and this is where Chewie's, she gets the Bosch armor. Yeah, and Chewie's disguised as a bounty hunter as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're sneaking around as bounty hunters. They get captured, and then this is where you could have your Boba Fett Leia scene that you wanted. God. Yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I think. And then what but so then where do we go after Coruscant? Um I So hold on. What 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 all's happened on Coruscant? Well they have to probably rescue Leia, I would imagine. Well yeah, so so um Dash, Luke, and uh Lando basically sneak into Shizor's palace on Coruscant to, to rescue Leia. They go to Coruscant to rescue Leia. Um, however, you know, in in, in the novel, um, and I'm I'm looking at some uh, some notes here and stuff um, because I can't read the whole novel in the time of this this podcast because I'm not quite that good. Um, um, Luke does, and I'm going to go back to the whole Kyber crystal thing real quick. He does construct his lightsaber prior to all this. So he has his green lightsaber through the bulk 
of this story. Because it's on Tatooine when he constructs it. And once again, it could be written a little differently. I'm not one to rehash it, but he already has it. So okay. then, then yeah, Leia and Chewbacca get captured on Coruscant, and then uh, Dash or saves Luke from the uh, the swoop bike, um, the swoop bikers on on uh, on Tatooine, and he and Lando and Luke go to rescue Leia on Coruscant. So, yeah. okay. Now, keep um, in mind this entire time you have Shizor, who's trying to kill Vader and supplant Vader, and Vader's fighting against um, Shizor. So, if you if you look at the cover art for the book, you've got the Emperor in the background because he's overseeing everything, and then in the mid ground you have Vader and Shizor on equal footing because there it's literally this entire story is literally a power struggle between Shizor and Vader. And then you have Luke in the foreground between the two because he's literally caught in the damn middle. Like, that's what this story is about. Shizor trying to kill and supplant Vader just to get power with the Emperor. And he's trying to offer, he's trying to capture and kill Luke to offer him up. Whereas Vader is actually trying to save Luke because it's his son, which is the entire reason why. He when 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 in Empire when the Emperor says the son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi, and Vader says if he could be turned, he could be a powerful ally because there is still a little bit of of of, of Anakin that's in there that wants to protect his son. That's the entire reason that bit of dialogue exists, and it's that sliver that 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 allows Luke and 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 everybody to win. And it allows Vader to turn back to the good and in, in in Jedi. And so literally this entire story is Vader trying to protect Luke. However, he you know he has to do that to protect his own, you know, standing with the Emperor against Shizor. Uh Luke is literally a pawn in this, uh, uh between Shizor and Vader. And um I had someplace I was going with that and I completely lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so Luke Luke gets his life saved by Dash on Tatooine. Dash leaves Tatooine, ends up meeting up with Lando somewhere else. Luke goes to Coruscant because he finds out Leia gets captured. Well, IG eighty eight. Once again, um, 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 Lando, Luke, and Dash go to Coruscant. Like once Dash saves Luke on Coruss- on on Tatooine. They don't part again. Okay. I, I get that. I get that's what happens in the book. I get that other things happen in the video game. I was under the impression we were making our own new canon. Which it's is what... fine. We can make our own new canon, but the new canon still has to make sense. I mean, if you say that Dash rescues Luke, and then later he hooks up with, with, with Lando and goes to Coruscant, well, where the fuck is Luke? Why did he leave Dash? Because like, he went to Coruscant. All these questions. I I was. He goes to Coruscant because he finds out Leia got captured. That's why Luke goes to Coruscant to so go in, rescue his in, to go rescue Leia. Yeah, but independently. Maybe he found out after Dash. No, 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 no. If it's ours, there's no maybe. There's no maybe. There's just this is what happens. And I mean, either either A, they go together, or B. 
they go separate. If they go separate, then there's a scene or a reason they have to separate. And you haven't given me that. I I know. And we also had a 20-minute argument about crystals. I'm just trying to move us forward. I'm and sorry. 11 billion minutes of math jokes at the start of the show. I'm just trying to move us forward. I'm sorry. Look, look, gentlemen, gentlemen, if I may, I think we may have bitten off more than we can chew in our allotted time today because Shadows of the Empire is an epic story. And Jay, you were right. This is something you can't really do justice in a movie. It has to be a a multi-part series. And that's more than we're going to be able to crack today, I think. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. This story needs to be brought back into canon. And I think our cast list is awesome. Um, even though we keep adding stuff to it, um, because now we have to add in uh Chewy and somebody else. Uh, I think our cast is awesome, I think we're all in agreement that this story should be told, uh, and, and we'd like to see it done justice. I think our issue here is we all came into this story at different points because the story is written from different points, depending where you found it. Um, and, and I think we're adapting kind of different things and we, we all have different expectations of where it should be. And those can definitely meld together. Uh, but I don't think we're going to get there today. Can we agree on that? I agree on nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was, it, it was Qui-Gon's crystal that he found hidden in obi-wan's journal like the rock pick in shawshank redemption and he opened the journal and went what the hell is this and then a boulder started rolling down from the rooftop and tried to seal him in obi-wan's uh uh hut and then um there was a snake in the x-wing that he flew away in and he was like r2 you know i hate snakes and then uh um the the water on Camino turned into like a an alien creature that looked like a snake. And all right, I was just I was trying to throw as many references as I could in there. Sorry. That's a trap, but I'm not taking the bait. So, <laughs> uh, any final words on uh, an, an attempt to adapt Shadows of the Empire? They, they should do it. Okay. We all agree it should be done. Um, maybe we're not the ones to do it, uh, but someone should. Is Okay, so let me put it this way. What is the one thing you... So say it, tomorrow they announce Favreau and Filoni are going to do a Shadows of the Empire series. What's one thing you want to see in this adaptation? Um, could be a scene, a character whatever what's one thing that definitely in your in your adaptation definitely needs to be there um dash rendar taking down an atst with nothing but a blaster <laughs> a blast that shoots rockets yes because video game logic right does he still have massive like football player shoulder pads oh, of course why would okay he? okay just making sure <laughs> Uh, Commander Scott, one thing you definitely want to see in an adaptation. Definitely, it has to be this the, the same opening as the book. We have to we call back to Empire Strikes Back with the the hollow net conversation between the Emperor and Vader about about Skywalker, um, with 
the caveat that Shizor is present with the Emperor. Like, that's our opening. Like, we, we start there. Because that opening in the book is just fabulous. Because it, it, it sets up it sets up everything we need to know about Shizor and his motivations. Now, granted, in the book, it's given to us through exposition. But, like, you run, like, in, in, in a movie adaptation, you run through, because one of the big things in that scene is, uh, you know, Shizor's basically gleans that potentially he, he thinks that a Skywalker could be the son of Vader. He doesn't know. He's just going off the context clues that he's given in the conversation. And that Luke Skywalker was aided by Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi he thought long dead. And he's pissed. Because his intelligence network has not provided him with this information before now. So he's pissed he had to find this information out this way. So literally in the in the film adaptation, we 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 break from the meeting with the Emperor and this conversation. And you know, he he has some sort of meeting with his intelligence network and says, Why didn't I know this before? But all of this gives us, sets up every motivation for the main antagonist of this story. So, yeah. I that agree. Is, that, is a, that is a great introduction to that character. And a really cool way of, of again, Bad at the Future 2 it, kind of, of seeing a scene we are, we've already seen play out, but seeing it from a different perspective, which I think is kind of the fun of this whole storyline. Uh, as you get to revisit things we know, but from a different perspective. Um, I would love to see, because we're just now in Andor kind of getting it, but I would love to see Coruscant during the reign of the Empire um, and, and more of what happened on Coruscant. I know there were drafts of the, the sequel trilogy where we went back to Coruscant and see what happened post-Empire, but um, I like, and that's one, one of the things I do like about Andor a little bit, is is seeing coruscant during this reign but i definitely want to see uh for certain indisputably what happened to the jedi temple during the reign of the empire uh because as we all know comics and books are great but if it's on screen you can't argue against it so that's what i want to see uh, so that being said that is our <laughs> attempt uh, and maybe now we all understand why some of the Star Wars shows get a little messy <laughs> uh, when the writer's room has arguments about things and the story goes in eight different directions. Uh, there you go. But uh, we all agree this is a great story and we want to see it. And we are all 1000% in agreement. Carl Urban should be Death Render. No one argues that. I do. Wait, wait. I meant, <laughs> I meant Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Uh, so that being said, thank you for listening and tuning in. What do you think should happen with the Shadows of the Empire adaptation? Who would you cast? What story uh, beats would you want to see carried over? Uh, what was your favorite perspective from the original story? The video game, the comics, the, the novel, whatever. Let us know. Uh, did you, do you just want to see the soundtrack uh, in the movie somewhere? Because that was a thing. Um, let us know. Until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.